there are five common mistakes that occur after a deal is lost. And on this week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, not only are we going to talk about what those five mistakes are, but I'm going to tell you how you can avoid making them. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 50,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready, because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our upcoming webinar on September 15th. It's a little something something we like to call how to win back lost deals. And uh, not only am I going to be talking all about it at the end of the podcast, but uh, if you happen to be impatient like me and you like to go check it out now and you're not driving in the car, feel free to visit yourselvesplaybook.com slash win back. And that's all one word, by the way. We're not all about the grammar here on this website, <laughs> on this podcast. But anyway, let's uh, let's get down to business. I mean, so there you are, and uh, you get the awful news that you just lost that deal you were working on. There are five common mistakes that usually happen after you know we're, we're we're given the news that hey thanks but no thanks i'm going to tell you what they are and obviously our goal here is to raise our awareness so we don't make these mistakes now before i get into them i do want to say something to you it's very important that when things are all calm and laid back and you know not emotional and what I mean by that, you know, those moments when somebody didn't just tell you to piss off or thanks, but no thanks, or like your just whole world just got crushed and that, that commission check that you mentally spent in your head just got revoked. And somebody tells you, you know, we're going with your competitor or whatever. There are a few mistakes that are made. And... Uh, I think it's important to think about them during the calm moments because it's almost like people who learn self-defense, if you really think about it in a way. I mean, I'm not comparing the two by any means, but, you know, they're, they're training for those moments because, yeah, you get attacked or something, right? It's a little stressful. I don't know anybody who says, oh, boy, I was hoping somebody attempted to beat the shit out of me today. And uh, they train in the calm moments so that in those decisive moments, it's almost, it really is a reflex. And I believe it's the same thing with sales. We really have to think these things through during the calm moments. So I'm going to whip through these. I'm not going to spend a tremendous amount of time on them. The very first mistake. Oh, and by the way, here I am. I know it sounds like, hey, stalling. Hey, what the hell, Casting? Every time like we think you're going to get down to it, you, you, you're, you're stalling. I'm not. I just have a lot of shit racing through my mind when I'm thinking about this. You know, these things are not going to be revelations, most of them anyway. But remember my rule, if you've listened to me for a while. It's very easy to say, duh, or that sells 101, or I know that. But I always recommend 
the sales 101 reality check in that moment when you catch yourself saying well duh you know i know that or you know that sells 101 fantastic now you need to ask yourself a little reality check question do i know that and i'm doing that and you know taking the steps to embrace that theory or am i just saying i know that because you know it's real easy to tell the world that we know lots of shit not so easy actually doing it right we all know lots of things but we're not necessarily doing it so that's the rule for today with that we're getting down to business enough's enough the very first mistake that people make sales reps when they're told no right in other words they lose the deal is they don't ask why and when i've asked sales reps that both you know through my coaching practice and when i've managed sales teams in the past when i've asked a sales rep did you you know why didn't you ask them why a lot of the time i hear well you know it felt weird or you know i i didn't want to push my luck or anything i think you're missing an important opportunity uh not only for you to get better but I also believe, and I, and I really believe this, that many times a decision maker makes the wrong decision. I mean, how many times have we lost the deal and we're like, they, they obviously didn't understand our capabilities, and now they're making the wrong decision. You know, there's a lot of people who, uh, especially in a position where they're the decision maker, who think they have all the facts straight they don't there's a lot of decision makers out there that misunderstand something either you said or your competitor said and the beauty of why and asking why is that we might identify one of those misunderstandings and right there before this whole decision is fully written in stone we might actually be able to win that deal back right in that moment seriously it's happened to me where somebody i asked them why and they said well we were really looking for a trainer that could do this this and this and i'm like hello (laughs) i could absolutely do that and you know we talked it through or whatever and there's a lot more things that you can do once you ask why in fact you know what the hell i just want to add one more in there when when you ask why and you see that they misunderstood something you know you can certainly go back and kind of begin another needs analysis now it doesn't have to be a full-blown one but you could ask them a few more questions just to kind of you know get the dialogue going so that's the first mistake not asking why the second mistake it really has to do with that first mistake asking why you ready for this some reps because you know they're they're a bit butthurt that they didn't get the damn deal and we've all been there i've been I've been uh, rather bitchy when I've lost deals, but you're asking someone why. And I would hope in asking them why, you're asking for the truth, that you're asking for them to be real with you. (coughs) The worst thing you could do is to then get defensive and, you know, get a little combative or what experts refer to as getting shitty with them. Because here's what's going to happen if you do that. You're actually going to condition them 
not to be honest with you and really on a bigger scale not to take your calls or answer your emails now why would that happen oh i don't know think about this little psychology think about the people in your life either either you know that are present in your life now or that you've you know maybe separated yourself from the people that are combative and that you know get defensive and that you know irritate you or more importantly make you uncomfortable don't you tend to kind of avoid them right we all do it's it's really fight or flight in a way right we're choosing flight so you never want to condition them to blow it off plus i really think that our number one job when we're we are rejected is to now keep it from getting weird you know getting weird yeah it got weird didn't it well as in you know there you are and whether it and and getting weird could be a lot of different things we could almost call this a sixth mistake in a way allowing it to get weird it could be everything from getting defensive and combative and getting shitty with them to just kind of being pathetic and shit. I mean, and it's like, who wants to be around people like that? I don't. So that's the second mistake. So the first mistake, failure to ask the prospect. Why? The second one is getting defensive. The third one is not asking yourself why. Not, you know, I want, I want you to realize that humble students of sales are always looking to get better, right? I mean, that's. I hope that's why you're listening to the, the podcast. I'm really not that entertaining. Hopefully, you're looking to get better at your craft. I heard something years ago. I, I, have, <laughs> I have no... I, I'm laughing. I have no idea who said this, like who, who I'm quoting. And I'm laughing because yeah, I could say, you know, uh, John Thomas... You know, according to John Thomas, John Thomas is the dude who told me this over like some beers like 20 years ago. He's not the guy who said it. You know, it's like, I, I don't know if there's any Honeymooners fans out there. Remember that? He went on like Name That Tune and he didn't know who did a song. So he says, uh, you know, Ed Norton, you know, his friend or whatever. I kind of feel like that in a way. But um, this dude... Who knows, maybe it was the multiple beers we had talking, but man, he said something that really stuck with me, and I want to share it with you. You know, in every situation in life and certainly in sales, you have the yes. The yes is, you know, acceptance and hey, we've got a deal. I want to buy from you. I want to make an appointment with you. I want to upgrade to the X1000, right? That's your yes. You have the no. The no is the hey, thanks, but no thanks. Piss off. Whatever, whatever way that no comes at you, you get the deal. But you know, whether it's a yes or whether it's a no, the most important thing is actually not the yes, not the no, but the lesson. Humble students of sales, they always, always, always seek the lesson. But the problem is, for a lot of us in sales, we have this thing called an ego. So you kind of have to ask the, le- the ego to leave the room. 
and then run that mental game tape of everything that you know transpired or didn't transpire because that could be a big you might have failed to do something you might have failed to acknowledge something that was important to them and you kept sweeping it under the rug or whatever so you know you really have to do that so that's the third thing first thing again a failure to ask the prospect why the second thing is getting defensive once you know like in other words you can't handle the truth Number three is not asking yourself why, kind of doing, doing that post-mortem, running the mental um, you know, game tape. That brings us to number four, and this is a huge one. In fact, you're going to want to circle this one and put little arrows that say, over here, dude, lesson, right here for you, for you. Come get it. Number four is not keeping in touch after the no. You must realize by now that things change. Yesterday's no or yesterday's F off might be where you've been my whole, you know, all of my life, buddy. Right? I mean, seriously, I could, if we were sitting at the bar right now, I'd probably let you buy me a bourbon, maybe two or three. But you know, like there, there are stories I could tell you being in sales as long as I have and having coached as many sales reps as I have, of situations that started off brutally, you know, where it's like, you know, F off, that turned into someone's best client later on. Things change. In fact, if you subscribe to uh, my, my newsletter, blog, whatever the hell you want to call it, you'll know that this week I talked about this concept of, I really believe that right now, what, what are we, eight months into the year? Nine months, right? Nine months into the year? If you look back on everyone who's told you no this year, right? And I'm talking about deal-wise, where you lost the deal. I, I can't imagine you won every freaking deal, right? Um, even, you know, go back to last year or the year before, whatever. You got a few people there, but understand something. Business moves at the speed of light. Just in the 14 minutes and 34 seconds, if you will, that you've been listening to this podcast, something changed somewhere. That's how it is, right? So you have to keep in touch. So mistake number four is not keeping in touch. Mistake number five has everything to do with the last mistake not keeping in touch not having an actual keep in touch communication plan and then what happens is you start getting a lot of this i'm calling the check-in nonsense i'm circling back wanted to touch base and your communication becomes uh rather repetitive and boring and uh you know when it's it's much like before remember things getting weird people avoid that uh i'm here to tell you people avoid repetitive and boring why the hell would i open an email from you when i know it's always the same thing why the heck would i return a call from you when i know it's always the same message so you know and that's why we're disregarded and deleted because we've not presented any reason for them to keep in touch with us. 
So that's very, very important that you do that. Um, and as a matter of fact, um, one of the things we're going to be talking about on our webinar on September 15th is a keep in touch communication plan that begins literally from the second they tell you no. I mean, how cool is that? And uh, in that plan, I have scripts, suggested scripts that you can use, as well as templates. So, I mean, I'm doing everything, but go back after your client for you and say, hey, man, go back to, to Jane or John or whoever. And by the way, <laughs> um, if your name is John and you call somebody, you call somebody by the name of John, Jane, he might beat the shit out of you. So be very careful of that. So let's have a quick review. Then uh, let's talk about something else. So here, I mean, really, there you have it, folks. I mean, I'm not going to make more of this than needs to be. Yeah, we could probably identify a lot more mistakes that that were made. But would you really want to listen to a podcast that said, you know, the 7,000 mistakes that sales reps make? I mean, let's keep it to five. I think I covered the big ones here. The first one is just a failure to ask why. And ask in a way, by the way, that really invites a response. Not like, you know, that forces them to be defensive. The second thing is, once you are told their perspective... As much as you might want to say, what are you effing kidding me? When did I do that? When did I say that? Can't be defensive. You're going to condition them not being honest and them not taking your call because guess what? It got weird. We don't want it to get weird. Number three, not asking yourself why and not being able to really handle the truth. Again, just like when you're asking the prospect why <clears throat> when you ask it of yourself you have to ask your ego to leave the room take your freaking message don't forget <clears throat> sales reps humble students anyway they're always seeking the lesson number four mistake number four not keeping in touch that failure to realize that yesterday's no yesterday's f off could be today's let's let's do the damn deal man I'm ready. Today I am ready. Things change. Number five is not having a communication plan, a stay in touch plan. I mean, really think about that. And, you know, what's your plan other than, well, you know, I call and, uh, you know, just kind of check in, check in with them. No, stop calling to check in. There's no value. And saying that to people all the time, it makes you sound incredibly typical. Hey, there's nothing wrong with the act of, you know, sort of checking in. But you do it all the time. It's like, hey, you know, what, what do you want, parole or something? Or you go to a hotel? It's just, it's, I wouldn't do it. So with that, I want to let you know that I'm going to be going into a lot more detail on this stuff. We have a really cool webinar coming up on September 15th. And by the way, if you happen to listen to this podcast after September 15th, understand that every live webinar that I do, every live course that I deliver, I hit the record button so that people who can't make it or people who make it who want kind of come back for seconds, it's there for them. So there will be a webinar replay of this if you if, if you happen to say, oh man, it's like here it is December. I, I, it's too bad I didn't catch it in September. No, man, 
I'm ready for you. And let me just call you man again. I just realized I'm going, yeah, man. Hey, man. It's like I went back to the 60s here. I'm on a bad freaking acid trip. So uh, here's what we're going to be doing. There's a lot to this webinar. And I'm going to guide you to the website to get all the juicy details in a minute. But a couple of things we're going to address are two questions that you have to like ask immediately when you lose a deal. There are also two emails. And when I say there are two emails... And when I say there are two questions, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say in both, and I will actually give you templates. There's something that happens after you're told no, and we refer to it as the danger zone. I'm going to explain to you what that is and how you should communicate when they're in when when the danger zone exists. And by the way, the danger zone exists. Every time you are told no, there, there is no avoiding it. There is a danger zone. And when I tell you what it is, you're going to realize it, but then you're going to realize that that danger zone is actually, might as well be called the opportunity zone. So we'll get into that. We're also going to explore a complete communication plan that I mentioned before that starts from the moment they tell you no. And I have lots of ideas for you to keep in touch without sounding like everybody else, without it becoming weird, without it being overly salesy or over the top or anything else. And of course, with that communication plan, you'll have those suggested scripts and templates. Again, I'm going to do everything for you, but get back out there and help you sell the damn account back. So we're going to cover you there. So if you'd like to learn more, and I hope you do, please visit yoursalesplaybook.com slash win back. All one word, all lowercase letters, yoursalesplaybook.com slash win back. With, with that, I'm Paul Castain from yoursalesplaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead. Go get them. The Sales Playbook Podcast is a Castane Training Systems production. Subscribe to our, for our sales tips, newsletter, whatever the hell you want to call it, by visiting yoursalesplaybook.com slash subscribe.